0: Okay, let's begin our travels through Torah once again. Sefer, Bereshis, Parshas, Bereshis, Tavshinayin, Zion, we have the schus of starting our ninth cycle of Parshas HaShavua, as we try to do each week, and it's very special in that many years we don't have the chance to discuss Parshas Bereshis, because there's no Wednesday night that is in between Sukkis and Bereshis, but Baruch Hashem, the calendar worked out for us this year, that we get to start from the beginning, talking about the beginning, Bereshis, Baruch Elokim, and Baruch Hashem, we also have the first year here in in our new Mikdash ma'at in, uh, in Beit Shemesh, and uh, we should be Zochet to uh, share many words of Torah together uh, throughout this cycle and many more cycles as, uh, as we continue. Okay, so we start off with the first word, much of what we're going to discuss tonight. Again, B'Rashas, there's so much to talk about. Every section of Parsha's B'Rashas is uh, jam-packed, so we will spend most of our time tonight in Perek most of uh, what we're going to discuss, a little bit, kind and Hevel, but there's so much to talk about. But uh, little by little, if we put together all of the, all of the years, Hashem, we will be able to, uh, to look back and uh, focus on all different ideas. And we start off with a Likuta Yehoshua, safer that we uh, introduced last year, Bishua Scheinfeld le- learned in Lublin, later on in, the, in lower, uh, lower Manhattan. But either way, we start off with Likuta Yehoshua. He starts off with Ramazim of, of the first word. The first word Bracious there is so much jam packed in that word. We know Rashi already tells us, right? The Rashi tells us Beracious, Bishvil Hatorah shenikra Racious, shenema Rashis Darko, Bishvil Yisrael shenikru racious tuaso. Beracious But the word says the Lakuta Yeshua, also has a lot to tell us. Starts off source number one No tricon shall baracious Beracious Ra elokim Sheikablu Yisrael Torah. One Rashi Tavis. In the beginning, Hashem saw that we would accept the Torah, right, like on the Rashi later on in the Parsha, on the Yom Hashishi, that the entire Bria was dependent, was held in abeyance, was held in limbo, so to speak, until it was solidified by Maimon Sinai. And if Chas Vashalom Yisrael, I don't know if you have to say Chas Vashalom, it's back in time, right, if we wouldn't have accepted, you know, then, then the whole world would have gone back to Tovavo. Yom Hashishi. Bereshus could stand for and he quotes others as well. And then he quotes in the last paragraph of the piece, Shamati Echad Rishon, another remes. and this should also give us chizuk for those, hopefully as many as possible, that follow what it says in the Gemara in Brachas and in Shulchan Arach, to go through the parsha each week. Each week. Uh, whoever goes through the parsha each week with the Targum, with Rashi. So, long life. One of the few ideas in Mesechas Brachas that we are promised long life. But there's a remes to that halacha in the first word, bracious. Which is fascinating. Because many know that the beginning of Shmos already has a remes to doing the parsha. Ve'ela Shmos, Shmos, Shnai Targum. Beginning of Shemos already, right? so all beginnings maybe have that remez. We should all get off on the on the right uh, on the right foot. But beratius Think about the word beratius He quotes this from an Adam Gadol. What does that stand for? Remez Shekala. Ishbi bi yisrael made shavua parshas shavua hu shnai mikra echa targum and pierce Rashi. Bez. Bez is the shnai mikra. Bez is the two, the two mikra. Aleph of teva's beratius What's the aleph? Echatargum. That's the Bez. That's the Aleph. What letters are left? Reshin, Yud. Rashi. Toph, Tilmod. Tilmod. Shnai, Beis, Shnai Mikra. Aleph, Echatagim. And you can even do Rashi for fun. as Not for fun, but as the Shulchan Aruch says, Yeresh Shemayim, Yosei deishnehim. That's in the word Barashas. Now it's not only in Shmos, but in the word Barashas, we already have alluded the idea of going through the Parsha. Kaddish already alludes to Rashi HaKaddish. Right, even at the beginning of uh, of time, he knew the greatest commentary on the Torah that would ever be will be Rashi, and it's already alluded to in the first word of the Torah. He also now back in the middle, in the second paragraph, Latova, this is not on the first word, but it is Aldera Drush way of reading the first phrase, the first two phrases of the Torah. As he quotes from the Sefer Khashavatova, Beracious Barra Lokemashmaim Vasaretz. How do you read that on a deeper level? If we believe in Barashas Baralokim, if we recognize that, if that's the focus of our life, that we realize that Kodesh Baruch Hu is central to our existence, Barashas Baralokim, that would naturally lead to... The haaretz, all the Gashmias around us would be ha'isa sohu It's that's not the ends. That's not the goal. That's not what is going to be our purpose in life. We'll, we'll be well. We just read Kohelas, right? Hevel So much of Gashmias is is nonsense in that it's not a goal. It's not an end. It's a means that we could use to serve our Kodesh Baruch Hu. So So barachas If we have that hashkafa. Then the arcius could be put in its place. Good. Just want to repeat one thought that I think we said in previous years in other contexts, but because it's bracious, we're going to, uh, to mention it again. Not just the first word, but what about the first letter? The first letter, bays, bracious. We know much has been written on the first letter of the Torah and the last letter of the Torah. Lamid and Beis. Lave. You put together the end of the Torah and the beginning of the Torah, we have heart. We have Lev. Rabbi Kiva Eger has a very creative thought related to that word of Lave. Says the Gemara at the end of Maseches Menachas, Echad hamarbe, this is not on the sheet, Echad hamarbe hamamit Quantity doesn't matter in the eyes of God. A person can do a lot A person can do a little One person's learning for 7 hours Is another person's learning for 10 minutes Kodesh Baruch knows each person's koach One person's chesed One person's bracha One person is coming to shul One person's having Kavana during davening As long as our heart is in the right place doesn't matter on the quantity says Rabbi Kiva Eger, On the bays at the beginning of the Torah And the lamed Leave Think, says Rebbe What's before those letters in the aleph bays, and what's after those letters in the aleph bays? If we think of the bays, we have aleph before the bays and gimel after the bays. If we think of wamid at the end of the Torah, the other letter in lave, we have a Kaf beforehand and we have a mem afterwards. So the two letters before lave are aleph and chaf. Ach, ach means but. It's always a minimizing word in the Torah. What are the two letters after? The Beis and the Lamid? Gimel and Mem. Gam. That's always an inclusionary phrase. Gam Larabos. Ach is achilek. Ach is to be mamait. It says, Rabbi Kiva Eger, whether we are gam, whether we're inclusive, whether we're being marbe or ach, we are minimizing, we are excluding, as long as the lave is in the middle. That is what a Kardash was interested in. And that's as Rabbi Yeager was alluded to in the first letter of the Torah, connecting back to the last letter of the Torah. Okay, now let's get to the first Rashi. We spoke about the, the first word of the Torah alludes to Rashi. So we have to start off this cycle with the Rashi, one of the most famous Rashis in all of the Torah. Amr Rabbi Yitzchak. Rashi quotes the mysterious Rabbi Yitzchak. Is it his father? Is it Atana? Amr Rabbi Yitzchak. Lo hayetzarach la haskelasa Torah, the Torah should have started off with shmos, paracute bays. The entire Sefer Brasius, and the first eleven prakim of shmos. What are they there for? Isn't the purpose of Torah mitzvos? All the Rishonim wrote Sefer, Sifriyah mitzvos. The purpose of life are mitzvos. So, the first mitzvah giving nationally is Hachodesh HaZalachem. Okay, there's three mitzvahs in Sefer Brasius. Fine. Brisbin, Lachid, an and Perurvu. But really, mitzvahs start Hachodesh HaZalachem. So the Torah should have started there. And we would have learned out the other one. We would have learned that for from Pashas Tazria. We could have figured out Gidan Asher from somewhere else maybe, or just put in later. But ask, the, ask Rabbi Itzvak. The Torah should have started off later. She Mitzvah, what we Yisrael. Umatan pasak So why did the Torah start off with Bracious? Mishum koach ma'asavi gidla amo. Laseis lahem nachalaz goyim. Hashem wanted to show his strength. To give to his nation the nachla of nations. If the nations ever say, it's unbelievable that gracious happens after the current events of this week. Listen, them. If anybody ever says that we do not have a connection to Yerushalayim, that we do not have a connection to Eretz Yisrael, we could say to them, He, every Land in the world is God's. And the Eretz Yisrael included. He gives lands to who he sees fit. Originally he gave it to the seven nations. Kanani, Kanmoni, all of those. And then he chooses, meaning the beginning of the Torah, My Brachus is there in order to teach us that HaKadosh Baruch is in charge of everything and Eretz belongs to the Jews. Right, because the Chachamim who gave it to us. Right, that is what the first Rashi. What about the entire rest from Paragimel until Shemos base? That's a good kasha. That's not for now. We have that with that in the past. Right, this only explains my sabratius Doesn't explain the rest of Sefer Okay, but this is the this is the uh, the Rashi. Ask all the Mefarshim on Rashi. They're going to listen to us. We could scream all day. We could go and make uh, make uh, sign sign uh, th- uh, documents and and have uh, the, all different things we could try all different shtablus. It doesn't change the fact that in the U.N. they vote against us, and it doesn't change the fact that they're not going to listen to us. So what's what's the deeper message of Rashi? We won't going to tell them; they're not going to listen. Says the Labavitcher Rebbe. Source number two. Says the Labavitcher Rebbe. In truth. There is an extremely powerful message in these words for Jewish people. A lesson so profound that Rashi deemed it appropriate to form the introduction to his commentary. What's the first message we need? Namely, despite the fact that the Jewish people are but a tiny minority, the Torah gives us the strength not to be intimidated by the nations of the world. The first Rashi ala torah tells us, stand up for yourselves Jews. Don't be intimidated when you're in Gullahs, before, during, and after. You have to stand up at the very outset of Torah study. The Jew learns that he will be able to defend himself from the criticism of non-Jews and observe the mitzvahs proudly with the full awareness that God created the world for this very purpose. And the Lubavitcher Rebbe, who was fully involved in the world, Jew and non-Jewish world alike, very involved in being makariv and doing everything he, nobody more appropriate than him to say this, we're not intimidated by those around us who who deny our connection to Eretz Yisrael, who deny our connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We stand up proudly, try to make a Kiddush Hashem, and if we need to, we stand alone. Am But we have the strength for that. And the strength for that is given in this first Rashi, in the entire Torah. Okay. Moving right along. So we did the first letter, Rabbi Kivager. We did the first word, Likute Yoshua. We did the first phrase, that was also in source number one. And we did the first Rashi. Now let's continue. Baruch Hashem, as we said, we get to talk about Parsha's gracious. So the Torah continues. The land was Tohu Vavohu. Tohu Vavohu. We might remember Tohu Vavohu. Last time Tohu Vavohu came up was a couple of weeks ago on Yom Kippur, when the Malachim, during, uh, we mentioned the Asar HaRugei Malchus, the Malachim said to the Kodesh Baruch Hu, Torah Right? This is what happens to the to Rabbi Akiva, to that Asar HaRugei Malchus. And the Kaddish Baruch Hu says, if you say another word, I'm going to bring the world back to Tov Avohu," Which is, uh, not for that, we've discussed that in the past, but that's Tov HaVohu. That's how it started, nothingness. We can't even translate Tov HaVohu. It's just the lack of anything. tohom, and the Ruach of God was hovering over the water, which, as we know, means that the water was also created, even though the Torah doesn't tell us that the world was created. God creates light. Hashem sees the or as it was good, and he separates the or and the Choshech. Again, every phrase here is, is, is jam-packed. But we're going to focus on one point. Let's just read the next passage also. Vayikra Elokim la'or yom, karalaila. Hashem calls to the light day, and to the darkness He calls night, erev, voker, yom echad. Not rishon, echad, as Rashi points out. So a thought I think we might have touched on in previous years, for sure, in, in uh, Daf year, it's come up, is the Gemara at the beginning of Pesachim. The on the first off, Sachim, discusses this Pasuk, pasuk Hei, fifth Pasuk in the Torah. And it is a philosophical question that is asked, but as we will see, the Nitziv expands on it and gives us a take-home message from this philosophical question. If you read the *P'sukim* in the Torah, it sounds like, what does it say? It says, Hashem said, there shall be light and there was light. Does it say that Hashem said there shall be darkness and there was darkness? It doesn't say that. It says there shall be light. It never says there shall be darkness. But then there is darkness. And Hashem needs to separate between the light and the darkness. So what is darkness? Light is a creation of God. Choshech is what? Is that just a lack of light? Is darkness the absence of light? Or is darkness a creation itself? That's a question of the philosophers of the Rishonim. What sense do we get from reading the Psukim? There is no, by HaLukim, yehi choshech, by It doesn't say that anywhere. It just says that by R. And then there's Choshech. But then Pasikhe says, Hashem calls the Choshech something. When you call something, isn't that a an identification? Is that just identifying a lack? We'll give it a name? Or is that something more positive? So this is a major machlok as we've shown him. The Ramban, not here, so much, but the Ramban in Parsha's bow says darkness is an absence of light. Darkness is not a creation. Except by Makas Choshech. Makas Choshech was a creation. That was something positive. That wasn't just an absence. They couldn't move. That was a creation, but generally not. The Ebenezer talks about this. The netziv, though, is of the other viewpoint. The netziv right here in the Hamak Davar, in source number three, says, based on the Gemara and Psachim, and our Pusik, Velach says the Nitziv. Lim Dunu Seinu, source number three. First source number three, then we'll get to four. Shalonema Dechoshechu Heder HaArlavad. Don't say that darkness is just the lack of light if you close the windows and the tree sim and the blinds it becomes dark in the room that's not a creation we all know that's hiding the light that's outside it's light and now we are creating a vacuum of light but that is not a creation of anything we're preventing the light that's not what nighttime is when nighttime falls and we don't see the moon anymore we don't see the sun anymore so we have to think. What, what did Hashem do just now? Right now it's nighttime outside. Hmm. Is this just because the sun's not here? Or did Hashem create something called nighttime? Something called darkness? Avobahemes says the Nitziv, Choshech hibriah b'fnei atzba gamkein. Choshech hizabriah. Kedachsiv uvarei choshech. As the Pasuk in Yeshayahu tells us. V'tahu is gedola. He has very extreme language considering that uh, the footnotes point out, many Rishonim argue with this, but the Nasib was felt very strongly about this. He's starting to generalize. This doesn't only apply to darkness and light, it applies to Kedusha, Tuma, and Tara. Is Tuma the lack of Tara? When I become Tame, am I just not Tahar? Or is tuma a created state, or is tuma the natural state? And tara, we can ask this about many opposites. Is weekday the lack of Shabbos, and Shabbos is the real creation, or are there two creations—one called Shabbos, one called weekday? You might be mechalic between all of these. Hashkafically, would really—it would make uh, it would feel good to say, "Oh, there's Shabbos and there's not yet Shabbos." Right? Hayon, yam rishon the Shabbos. Everything in life is either Shabbos or not Shabbos, but weekdays aren't really existent. But is that really true? Hashkafically, it sounds nice, but this is a question that we can ask. But then it's extends it to kedusha Batuma, the altiksha, and then he says, "My Moabriazu. Well, well, what will be the purpose of this creation? How are below there Why did Hashem have to create darkness? You have darkness anyway with a lack of light. Well, first of all, that's asking about motivation of creation, which is really beyond. You know, even if we don't get an answer to this question. You know, that we don't know the reason for every part of our body. We don't know the reason for everything in nature. So we might not know the reason for this either. But the disciple wants to give a reason. He says there are Yerushalmis, there are Midrashim of Tanaim who were sitting in caves in the darkness learning. And the candles that they used acted differently in daytime and nighttime. And that's how they knew whether it was daytime or nighttime. And that's only because darkness is a creation says that if it was if it was just a lack of light that wouldn't create the difference in in the candle says the it was that have you anchi maiva bishiva sam 19 bekhoshakh masayum masaylaila komor beover khoshakh shoyav laila takhu bekhod over shanimshallah over and he says and then so too everything that's compared to darkness and light everything in life is our creations for example he says at the end poverty Poverty is not a lack of riches. HaKodesh Baruch Hu p- creates every situation for us. Remember the Gemara and Everything. Bein Ani, Ashir, strong, weak, ain right? Ur Everything is out of our control, except making the proper choices, as we will talk about soon. But says the Nitzv, everything is a creation. And there's a place for everything in life. Now let's move on. The Nitziv himself says, "Look what I wrote in Parshas Toldos." So we will, and we'll have to come back to this maybe time in a couple of weeks when we discuss Parshas Toldos. Right? The question that is asked in Parshas Toldos, probably the biggest question we could ask, is source number four now, right on the right side. Yaakov Avinu, Titein M.S. Yaakov. Yaakov is Midas MS. He's the Av that's M.S. And what did he do to get the brachas? Doesn't seem like MS. Doesn't seem like he was so MS-dick when he put on Asaph's clothing, listening to his mother. And yet his is MS. So, there are different approaches, obviously. Says the Nitziv. Every Mida in life has a place. Sometimes it's only for a drop. Let's say, jealousy. Jealousy is a terrible midah. sachmo, lo But jealousy for Torah, kina so from tarb Right? Jealousy in one area would be good jealousy if it could inspire us. So you, even though kina taiva va'kavod adam olam, taiva is inappropriate. But the Gemara says with zero taiva, person won't get will ever get married. So taiva is also appropriate in certain in certain uh, doses. So this Taiva, this Kina says the Nitziv every Mida in the world was created by Hakadosh Baruch Hu as something to use, just like Or and Choshech just like Tuma and Tara. Says the Nitziv where it's underlined, Kachu <speaking> Enyan <in> the Yesh Das, to call Midos Raos Sheba Olam. Hashem created Midos Raos also the existence of Midos Raos most of the time we have to conquer them and not use them in most circumstances. Bahari said, Lassama It's You know what a Midara is? It's like medicine. If a healthy person takes medicine and too much of it, they could die. But if a sick person takes a little bit of medicine, it saves their life. That's exactly what a Midarah could be. right? Inherently, if you take it, you don't need it. It says that that sama maves the vaday is damei itim shu some chayim Sometimes certain medicines that usually kill a person could save a person's life. Umikamakom, but it's still inherently called samamavas, because that's what it normally is. Bishum shal pi rofe umemis v'gam be'isha And at times when it's needed, nidrash dik du gadol apirofe. You have to go as an expert doctor. How much in what dose? So you got to go ask the spiritual doctors too. How how much of this midrash is, is good? What's appropriate? What's not appropriate? Shalom Yosef calls If I take a little too much, forget it. Only based on a rav muvak. So you know what Yaakov Avinu had a, had a rebbe muvak. He had his father, but he also had his mother. You know what his mother told him? there's a place for Sheker also. It's a little place, but if I have a Racha Kodesh, if I have a Nebuah that you're supposed to get these brachas, so then, this is the appropriate place for Sheker. Titan emes yes, because he's still defined as Emes, just like the Samah Maves is defined as Maves, even though it's sometimes used the other way too. But says the nitziv on the bottom, he dah igi asher shali akava vinu. Lish tamays pemida's a shakar bar Harizu avera lishma. Asher gadola hi bismena komo atzma. He uses the language of the Gemara Nazir Khaf Gimel avera lishma, which is a very unusual usage here by Ya'el and Sisra. That's where the Gemara uses it, but he uses it here by Akava Vinu. Oh, it was shakar. Don't get out of it. Everybody, oh, it's not. I need is bikharekha. okay. That's still Sheker, but they were trying to cover it up as much. It could be interpreted differently. But Nitziv says, no, he lied. But you know what? That was like the little bit of medicine, the ra that sometimes is needed. U'kayot Bazeso spokes also. Usually we have a concept called <speaking in Hebrew> Giving a carbon outside the of migdash chas v'shalom. You know, one time a year, the seir lazazel. Right? We, we take, the, we take the, 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 the seir, the goat, and we take it to the cliff. Like the Ramban talks about ala Torah. But says that it's if, this is what we need to know, a crucial understanding of, of life, every media in life, every negative, we might say. Tumma. Tsumma is a creation. And sometimes we need it. But says that it's if we have to know exactly how to use it. And getting back to our Pasuk, though. Choshek is a creation. So when we all walk out tonight and we look out at the darkness, we can say, HaKadosh Baruch it's a great, it's a great creation, not just it's lacking that the sun is not, uh, that the sun is not up. In the shade, that's a lack of sunlight. If somebody goes in the shade when the sun is out, or closes the windows and closes the shades in the house, that darkness is a lack of light. But hoshek that HaKadosh Baruch Hu brings onto the world, says the Nitziv is a creation, uh, Okay, moving right along. Moving right along. Perak Aleph, pusik, again, there's so much here. But uh, again, we dabble every year into a little bit what we could fit. So we have now the towards the end of Perak Aleph. So we get to Day 6. Who's created on Day 6? Animals, and of course, people. The stage is set. As we go through the creation, we build up. We build up to the goal of creation. And we're nearing the goal. Right? Now we're up to man. Let us make man. In our image. He will have dominion over the fish, the birds. In other words, Hashem is saying... I will create man now who will rule over and use everything that I've created up until now. In the first 25 Sukkim. Right? And now, in Pasuk 26, Pasuk Havav, Hashem says, let us make man and do this. Adam Salmo, and he created man. so, Okay? Let's skip ahead for a moment because we're going to focus on another Pasuk. If we skip towards the end of the Parsha, all the way at the end of the Parsha, when history starts going downhill. Vayar Hashem, Hashem sees what happens, Pasuk Vav, towards the end of the parasha, Vayinachem Hashem. Here, Hashem is thinking about creating man. Vayinachem Hashem, ki asas adam ba'aretz. Hashem, quote-unquote, is a little upset. Vayisatzev el libo. He's a little upset, el libo, to his heart. Think about a kaddish heart, what does that mean? What is that referring to? Let's see the words of the Meshachachma. Says the Meshachma. And he also refers to another pasuk where Kodesh also when he creates a man. I can't find it right now, but we'll find it, uh, find it after another pasuk in the creation of man. Also it says El Libo. But let's see the words of the Meshachachma. The Meshachachma here is dealing with the question, the major question, what does it mean, El Kim? Nas Adam Bitsalmeinu kidmuseenu. What is selam Elohim We always talk about it. every person has a selam elokim. The mission perkayavos right? Keep it right? We all have selam Elohim So what does that mean? Human beings have selam elokim. Right? They're talking about they're talking about humans. Not talking about Jews, right? But salmo nasah the So how how are we supposed to understand that? So. We mentioned a couple of years ago, I thought of the base Halevi, but we'll see it from here, the words of the Meshechachma. He says it Beferish in the first line Hatzelam alokim, Surah number 5, Hu HaBechira hachavshis. B'li teva machriach. Rach me ritzon de sechel chavshi. Zelam alokim means bechira chavshis. Free choice. Baruch Hu kaviyacho. can do whatever he wants. Hashem is the Mashkiach and do whatever. Like the Ramban talks about at the end of Parsh's bow, he talks about Hashem. Could do Nisim, whatever he wants. In that sense, on a tiny, tiny, you can't even, it's lahavdil, more than alif a yavdallahs. We can't even say how many dollars. But man has free choice. That's selam elokim. Animals don't have free choice. Angels don't have free choice. Only man. That's what makes us godlike. When we can, you, when we can make decisions, we could also be the opposite of godlike if we make incorrect decisions. But that's what it means that we're godlike. God's foreknowledge does not prevent us from having free choice, right? A problem that has been dealt with. As he paraphrases the Rambam, it's not like God's knowing cannot be compared to our knowing. We can know something. when we know something; it's because we have retrieved information, and we might forget the information one time. Right? The information is not part of us. It's not who we are. We have knowledge. We might forget it. We might remember it. Forget it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's knowledge is Hashem. We don't understand what those words mean. But that's what, that's what the B'farshim uh, explained. V'raku atsmu so yismarach. K'moshe a Rambam, Like the Rambam writes in Hilchos Tshuva. hine So we know that is the reality. Hashem, though he knows, he allows us to have free choice. So, how is that? So, the Meshachachmas gives us a little insight. The Hine. We can't fully understand it because he's about to quote a Kabbalistic idea. Because if we would understand it, then we would be him. Meaning, we can't understand God because only God understands God, so to speak. But we do know. Okay, quoting probably the, the first Kabbalistic idea that one would learn if one studies Kabbalah. God somehow has to minimize himself, in order to allow us to have free choice. Because he is... He doesn't perform miraculous events every second. He allows us. He hides himself... Meitzitz menacharakim, in that way allows us to have free choice. Veshalal mi mifalei am agzera vahachlatap et So he somewhat minimizes himself; he's betsamsim himself to leave room for our free choice. V'lechein amar, and that's the phrase of El libo. Doesn't mean he has a heart chas v'shalom anthropomorphism, but Naz Adam of the pirish shatorem deberes b'lashem b'nei Adam. She amar na niach makam lebechiras Adam. He says to himself. You know, let's let's move away a little bit. Let's allow man to have free choice, and not only to have free choice in the good sense, but second to last line, the free choice means that we can rebel against God in our free choice, right? The Ramak in the Talmud at the beginning of the Talmud writes that the greatest chesed of Hashem is as we are as we do something wrong, we're still breathing. And he's still giving us such chesed who hate made to lanu at the second that we're doing something against. What that's unbelievable we can't even fathom that chesed. But says the Meshachachma, that is Selim Elohim. Salam Elohim means that Kodesh Baruch who gives us the allowance to have free choice, and that's what life's about. Life's not about shirking responsibilities of making decisions. It's very easy. It's very easy for us to to go to someone else to make decisions for us. And then we say, okay, it's on them. Not a halachic question. But someone, a, a fortune teller, a future gazer. No, we'll just go and you know, just tell me what to do. That's not what life's about. Life's about dealing with a decision and doing the best we can. And nobody's perfect. Right? right? Nobody's perfect. But we have to do our best. And we have to face those decisions and rise to the occasion because that's what makes us godlike. Having the decisions and making them. That is what the Meshachagma tells us. That's what he says at the end. At the end of the piece, he says, Am Kubalim Umehem Dibru Bazen is the And the Ramban talks about talks spoke about this a lot, and based on what we've said, it could be it could be uh, understood more. Okay, not nasa adam bit salmenu kibbisidu. Other pshadim of salam alokim, there are others we could be, there are other ways we could be like God. Rav Sulveitchik writes about this in many of his writings. We'll get to other thoughts of Rav Sulveitchik, let's show in soon. But, as Rav Sulveitchik writes, that the mitzvah, mitzvah number 612 in the Sefer HaChinuch, and different, obviously in the Rambam, is to be like God. The alakhta bedrachab. It says alakhta bedrachab eight times in the Torah, in various different ways. The Chavis points out, eight times. So what does that mean? So the Gemara gives certain examples, but we can Rabb salvation, expand on it. The Gemara says, "Mahu racham, mahfatar racham, mahu chanan, compassionate, kind." That's the Gemara in Shabbos. But the Gemara in Sota also tells us the four acts of kindness that Hashem did. One of them in this week's parsha, right? Just like "Hodosh and one in last week's parsha. We got two in a row here. Just like Hashem buries the dead, Moshe Rabbeinu. So too, we should bury the dead. Just like Hashem clothes the naked. Adam and Chava, so too we should clothe the naked. Just like Hashem visits the sick, Avram Avinu, so too we should visit the sick. Just like Hashem is Menachem Avelim, so too, just like when he went to give, or when Yitzchak died, he went to uh, give Nechum. When Avram died, he went to give Nechum to Yitzchak, so too we have to. So the Gemara gives those examples. but Baruch Salvechik says, no, it apply, apply it outside the ones that Chazal say. Just like Hashem is creative, so do you have to be creative. Just like, just keep going, just like, just like. So add this one to the list. Bechir Just like Hashem makes decisions to be a maytiv, so to speak, to be a maytiv, he's always, ultimate good. So too, we have to stand up and make the decisions. And do our best. Obviously, in that way, we're not. HaKadosh Baruch is perfect. Tamim. But, uh, at least the best that we could do, that's nasa Adam bitsalmenu Kid Musain. Okay. We mentioned in past years also, just because we're on the Pasuk, of Nase Adam, the Rashi that tells us the tremendous Musr. Rashi tells us, why does it say Nase? As we know, because Akhenas Parakal is trying to teach us Anava. Right? Don't go in it alone. Nase Adam, Anava. And even though Rashi says this could mislead people, right? Chas Vashalab, Shtei Rashuyos, Nase, plural. Even though it could mislead people, it's more important to teach Derech Eretz and take the risk says the says Rashi Avah uh, bisholus siu bitziraso vishmakol ma'apikarsim lerdos lo nimna hakasuf milolami derech eretum midas The Torah doesn't hold itself back. She hagadol nimlach benotarichus min hakatan. Doesn't say Esef. It says Naseh. Right afterwards it says by yivra es adam in singular. So it undermines the Nasa in a second anyway. But the the message is. To teach derech eretz, sometimes we have to take a little risk also. And the Torah felt it was more important to teach that midah than to worry about the person, the Apicaris who could read the passage and say Nas. Okay, try to have a little bit of everything in this first year. So we had uh, some drash, we had uh, philosophy, or and choshech, now we have a uh, a charifus as it's called from the Rebbe of Heschel oh I didn't write who it is it's Chanukah Satara in source number 7 Chanukah Satara the Rebbe of Heshel, the Rebbe of the Shach and the Taz uh, he writes as follows based on this passage as well of Nase Adam, based on the Rashi that we just read there is a Gemara Kala Mizga'e if anybody is arrogant it's as if that they are worshipping idols at that time and the question is asked by many, you know, why is Dafka that of Azara? There are many midos Ra'os. Anyone who's jealous is like they do of Azara. Anyone who's about Taifa, Why Dafka arrogance? Dafka arrogance. So there are various pshat of given. The most common shot given is that because when somebody is arrogant, then they are, their focus of their life is themselves. And that's of that's Odazara. We're worshipping ourselves. Right? We have to worship only one thing in life. Kodesh to be God-centric. And that's the connection the Gemara has and the Rambam between Kaas and Gaiva. The Rambam says, Every me does in the middle, except for two, Kaas and Gaiva. Why? Because Kaas, why am I angry? Because that's connected to Gaiva and the focus of my life is the, is, is me. And that's that's about a Zara in a certain sense. So that's the simple interpretation how we usually understand Kalam is God. The more space I take for myself, the less space there is for God. But says the Rebbe of Heschel, in the Hanukkahs HaTorah. Maybe there's another shot you could say based on our Rashi that we just read. V'yesh lefarei shal pi divrei hamedrish The barashi zal ala pasik adam v'chulu to mishimachik sibilashin rabim Why does it say rabim in the plural? milameit, shenisyaiz, hakodesh parachum, hamalachim. To teach us derecharet, Hashem didn't make his own decision. He did, but, you know, as if. As if he went to the malachim who were created on day two and said, "You know what? Is this a good idea?" And they're even midrashim about that. Remember the midrash we've spoken about in the past, right? The, the, the one Malach says, "Don't create." There was a whole fight upstairs. Well, the man should be created. Ms and Al Yivra shkul Shkarim and Chesed said Yivra because he's full of Chesed and said said right, the homach Some Allah, thought it wasn't a good idea. Akardish Baruchu was Hishlach Ms La Laaretz Shekelar Ms Laaretz. Okay. Anyway, so Akardish Baruchu was Misyaits Umikani so what do we learn from this Rashi from Naseh that we shouldn't be gaiva. We shouldn't hold ourselves above anyone else. The gadol should be msiyats with the kata. She gadol baleyskaes atzmo vidaleitz amin akatam imenu. Well, we should take eitzah, right? Every rebbe should take eitzah from his talmidim sometimes if there's an issue involved. Nimsalafizes. So the message of the word Naseh is that we should lower ourselves to have humility in order to be on this on a team with others. don ela echad. Only one. So if somebody is a Balgaiva, says the Chanukah Satorah. So they're so they're not interested in, in being Messiah with any others. So this pasik, Nase Adam. It doesn't relate to them. Ah, Nase Adam. Kid plural. If you're not going to give the shot of this pasik of Lowering oneself in order to be able to take advice from others and learning from others and holding one oneself higher than anyone else. So then Mamela, this pasik has no other pshat. Avaruzara, nasa Adam, Nasa, plural, Shte Rashuyos. Nimsalafiza demishu Mizgaya imkein Maosem Pirusha Pasik, nasa Adam, Diladide, Yesh Has the Shalom Litoste and that's why Dafka, Kalam is Go'eh, and you can't give Rashi Shah to this Pasik, therefore you're going to end up Kilo Oved Avod A Harifus based on the words of the Chanukah Satar. Good. Let's get back to Tzalam Elohim. We have the words of the Meshachachma for Tzalam Elohim, having to do with choice. Now we have the words of Rev Salvechik. But he picks up on the next Pasik. He says, Rev Salvechik is in the Misarah Harav, that was put out a number of years ago. The next pasik after Naseh Adam, when, when it actually describes Hashem creating man. Vayivra Elohim Adam B'tzalmo. pasach Hav Hashem created man in his image, B'tsalam Elohim Barra in the image of God Barra Zachar Unakeva Barra Male and female, he created them. Ask Reb Salvechik, why is that important for us to know in the same pasik? We know the psukim come from HaKadosh Baruch Hu to Moshe Rabbeinu. The Prakim are from non-Jewish sources. The Prakim that we have. But the Psukim, the Gemara says, The Psukim come from Moshe Rabbeinu and from HaKadosh Baruch. So, answer of salvation. Why is that detail important for us to know? There's a whole machlokas in the Gemara, right? Whether man was created as two individ- two and one with a double-faced, where Ksubis discusses this in the first parak, But says the Gemara, says the Pasuk, Hashem created man in his image, male and female he created them. Does that connect? Does that continue the thought of Tzela Elokim? Zachar Barosam? So there is a very, I would call it a delicate thought. A delicate; it borders on the Kabbalistic, but it is an understandable and an important thought for for us. Um, the Arachayim Hakadosh. one wants another source related to this, the Arachayim Hakadosh talks about this in Parshas Vayera by the Akeda, by Akedas Yitzchak. But this is the thought that Rav Salvechik has. We have to have two English sources in a row. Pretty unusual in the Shurim, but it just worked out that way um, today. So, Zohar Nekeva Barra So, ask Rav Salvechik. What is the meaning of the juxtaposition of the reference to the image of God with the creation of man as two sexes, male and female? In interpreting the phrase male and female, Chazal explained that when he created man, he created him as a dual form. Right, like uh, what's created? Rashi Rashi quotes part of it. So right, let's just read the Rashi. a two-faced being. and then it was split. okay. what's the whole message here? of we have males and females in life. We know that, though there are those today that want to blur the, blur the differences, even biologically, and even how society looks at males and females, biologically, there are males and there are females. And that's, the, that's what's inherent in the psukim, zacher and akeva, ultimately, adam and chava. Male and females in this context are not to be taken, not only in a physiological sense, but also in a spiritual, metaphysical one. Cesar of and again, the Rechaim and others talk about this. That in life, every neshama, biologically, obviously, Zachar or Nikeva. But every neshama has Zachar and Nikeva in it. What does that mean? Active, influencing elements and passive, accepting elements. For example, a teacher and a student, says Rev Salvechik. A teacher is the active party most of the time. And the student is the passive party, absorbing information. In that way, a male element is an active element. A female element is a passive element. Nothing negative or better or worse about either of those. Those are two elements of our souls. When we are influencing, when we are active, says the Rev Salvechik, says the, uh, that is an element of Zachar. When we are passive... It is an element of Nekeva. And again, I'll repeat again. Chas Biologically, this one or the other. This is talking about in a spiritual sense. A teacher is being active and a student is being passive. A student, asks a question. All of a sudden, at that moment, the student becomes the active and the teacher becomes the passive. The student becomes using his element of influencing and the, the teacher becomes the passive. The influenced. Let's read his words. Every soul consists of a spiritual androgyny, a male and female persona. The combination of these elements is known in rabbinic literature, literature which can be found in every individual. Dukhra refers to the dynamic active man, while nukva refers to affected passive man, not male-female. Mankind we're talking about here. Man both influences and is influenced is both a giver and receiver. Or to use words that we've used in other contexts, man is a chefsa and man is a gavra. Man is a gavra, influencing, active, and we're chefsa. We are subjects and we are objects. It's the same thing to say in English, subjects and objects. It's just a way of saying it, zuchra and nukvah. That's the Kabbalistic way of saying subject and object. Only in the biological world is man exclusively male or female. In the spiritual world, every individual carries both traits, and only through the development of both the dukhra and the nukva perspectives can individuals attain their full spiritual potential. And then he gives the example of a teacher. A teacher instructs his students. He is the giver, the dukhra. While the students, uh, the, zuchra, the, the, the while the students who absorb his ideas are the female, the nukva. But at one time in the lesson, it switches. In terms of Midos, there's active, there's passive, there's object, there's subject, there's Gavra, there's chefsa. There's in the as he calls it, but maybe that's what's being alluded to. Art Selon Melokim in life is we have to be active where we're supposed to be active, and we have to be passive, and accepting where we're supposed to be accepting. That is why what's the greatest rabbi called? A Talmud! Chacham. Because if anybody ever thinks they're ultimately a Chacham, I'm a Chacham, I give shiurim, I this, and nobody ever thinks of themselves as a a Talmud. Then they only think they're they're only male now. They're not. They've lost the female element. That's tragedy. When somebody thinks that there's nothing more for me to learn, there's nothing more for me to, to me to accept, to be affected, to be influenced. I'm an influencer. I'm not an influenced person. Then we lose our tzel That's part of our tzel that's lacking in life. We have to realize that both our importance. Line 22. Who is the giver and who is the receiver? Who influences and who is influenced? As underdeveloped as one's intellectually may be, one is not no one is exclusively a student, and as great as a person may be, no one is exclusively a teacher. That's what Judaism believes. Constantly, there will always be someone who always learns. And that's why in the Possek about Selam Elohim, it says Zachar Bar barosa we have both of those elements in who we are and then he talks about it in the last paragraph we have we are blessed with these elements and we have to try to capitalize and actualize both of these elements throughout our throughout our lives as i said it's an important element but it's a delicate thought one has to know how to express it who to express it to and realize uh the significance of it okay moving right along Moving we'll right along, source number nine. So we have a thought here from the Rabbi Reisman. I think I mentioned this in, a, in a Shabbat Shuvah, Josh, a couple of years ago. But Reisman talks about the beginning of creation. If we think about creation, and not even just the beginning of creation, but a couple of stories. So, Adam and Chava. Adam and Chava did not work out so, quote-unquote, well, as planned. Original sin, the first two people in life, Right? They, they, they went against what HaKadosh Baruch Hu said. Kain and Havel? Right? Yeah. did that machlokas be shown? Did it happen in Gan Eden, outside of Gan Eden? Why does the Torah start off like this? Palm just adds to the problem. Remember Rashi quotes? The trees were supposed to taste like the fruit that they produced. And what happens? They didn't. What, what is that supposed to teach us? Quote, unquote, there seem to be mistakes, surprises, unusual occurrences at the beginning of time. What is this supposed to teach us? What is this supposed to teach us? Skip source number 9 for a minute. But go to source number 10 on the top of the next page. Rapan would point out that in describing the completion of the six days of creation, what does it say? It was very good. Very good? Not everything seemed to be going according to plan in those six days. Hashem commanded the earth to put forth trees that would taste like fruit, but there is other trees that produce fruit. Hashem created two celestial sources of light, but the moon complained, and he had to make it smaller. Uh, the Marishon Hashem wanted to run the world with midas hadin, and Rashi quotes he had to add in midas harachamim. What is going on here? Everything seems to not have gone as planned. Says Rav Palm says, Rabbi Reisman, you know what the message is for us? Because so often in life, things don't go as planned. So often in life, we have, this is what I'm going to do in life. This is how my day is going to go. This is how my week is going to go. This is how my life is going to go. And you know what? It doesn't always happen. What's our reaction? What do we do? You know what the Torah is teaching us in Parak Aleph? what Rabbi Reisman calls Plan B. Hashem created the world in a Plan B way to help us. There are so many times in life that we planned, but the car didn't start. We went here, but there was traffic. Right, we did this, but the store was out of what I went there to buy. There are so many times in life that we have Plan A. That's what we're planning, but you know what? Things out of our control make take away Plan A. You know what a Kodesh Baruch Hu says? Plan B, you know, Akkardesh Baruch created. Now I'll go back to the beginning, source number nine, right? Malchus based David, Malchus based David, and what happens? Shlomo, Rehava. What happens in the times of Rehava? Split. The Malchus split. Could you imagine Malchus based David, and for hundreds of years there's a secondary monarchy in the north with Shomron, and they're almost all terrible. You rub them all of them, Achav. One by one. What happened? Malchus made plan B. And what does the Kaddish Pachu say? He even forecasts it. And he even allows it. Right? Our inability to unite and serve Hashem as one nation caused many people to sin. V'chulu, v'chulu, v'chulu. Right, the tentro. Any, everything. His willingness, Hashem's ra- willingness to run the world through plan B. Right? Man was originally supposed to live in Gan Eden. Adam sinned and was banished from Gan Eden. Plan B. Ten generations later, man's actions brought destruction upon an immoral world. Mobble. flood. What does Hashem do? Let's start again. Plan B. Took ten generations, Avram. This is unbelievable. Cesar A. Reisman, Cesar Palm. This is the message. Line 21. Life doesn't always work out according to plan A. As a matter of fact, it rarely ever follows plan A. The most successful people are those who could adjust and work with plan B. It's not easy. It involves disappointment and an ability to reevaluate and lower one's expectations. Right, that's, you know, in life also, we all have different personalities. that's right? different. Uh, right, he quotes a couple of stories here. Uh, just read the last one. He quotes, the bottom of the page. Childhood polio had handicapped one of the world's most famous violinists. It's a famous story. He walked with braces and crutches Turning the page, when he plays at a concert, the journey to the center of the stage is long and slow, yet he plays once in the middle of a challenging concerto. One of the strings of his violin snapped with a loud popping sound. The orchestra stopped abruptly, and everyone waited with bated breath to see what would happen. After a brief pause, he set his violin under his chin and signaled the conductor to begin. With great brilliance, he improvised, modulating and adjusting the melody that compensated for the missing string. When he finished, there was an odd silence by thunderous applause. The violinist silenced the crowd. Then he said, sometimes it's the musician's job to find out how much music he can make with what he has left. With plan B. Strings break, things don't happen as planned. That's what the beginning of Safer Bratius teaches us. Unbelievable. Okay. Final thought for the evening. Peric bass plus an Aleph. Okay, let's at least get into Peric bass a little bit. Parabase Mazagalab, which we say every Friday night, Vayachulub. Vayachulub, Hashemayim Vaharets, Vachal Tzavaham. Hashem finished everything. Shemayim <speaking in> Vaharets says, Rev Zevin, <speaking> in La Torah Vala Moadim. Hashabis, Bitoras Yom Shal Kedusha, Shav Vala Chaladam. We each experience Shabbos very differently. Each person. We each feel Shabbos differently. Some people are so connected. So, this Shabbos they are in Oab, in Razad de Shabbos, E Shabbos, right? Well, they say the in Kagavna, this Achadas, Barazad de Echad, right? Some are on the highest level, they get the most out of Shabbos, it's such a spiritual day. Unbelievable. Shabbos, Shabbos, and Chodesh Kadashim. But most of us are not on that level, so we make different levels. There's a hierarchy. Every single person gets more spiritually out of Shabbos. Less spiritually, the Shabbos table is this. The Shabbos table is that. But everybody has their own panemius connection to Shabbos. But the Yerushalmi tells us that you're allowed to believe somebody on Shabbos if they took off Shemis and Maestros. Why? Or by demai. Because people don't lie on Shabbos, they're in awe of Shabbos. So even a little bit, even the guy says even about an amar who doesn't know all of all of halacha on Shabbos, he's not going to lie. Shabbos. But that's on the inside. On the outside, anyone who has any connection to Shabbos has Shabbos the same way. Everybody has shvisa. Everybody has stoppage. Kulam ki echad shopsim. Vizahalbusha chitzoni ha makevas kulam ke echad. There's a universal element to Shabbas, even though there's an individual element as well. Bipnimi Usam Yesh Havdali Dargos Ba'am Mekache Shavi. Right, Am Mekachvi, we all are Makabish in different levels, different ways. Bahitzineosoni Yosam Monikar Shua Lifne Dahl, ukaam Uqaam kikauhein. But when it comes to Yisra Malacha, when it comes to those ideas that have to do with Malacha, Yom HaMenucha, we're all equal. Shmira Shabbos is not the same as... That's at least the base level. And that's why he says, you look throughout davening, we have Shomrei Shabbos and Kare Oneg. Those are the two extremes and everything in between. Shomrei Shabbos is the basic level. The people on the outside have a Shabbos, have a Shvisa. And then you go all the way up, you have the Karei Oneg, the ones that are connected in the Raza to the Raza. Those are the two categories, and everything in between. Yeshomri yesh Oneg. Bishlila, And that's the universal element, the individual element. And that's what we have to remember about Shabbos, as we head into the first Shabbos, post-Chagim. As we always say, it's not just Shabbos, it's Shabbos. And Shabbos is individual and communal. We each have our own connection to Shabbos and we also have the connection to Shabbos that we share with each other. And that's what Rav, Rav Zevin says, the whole world has that connection. It's not only communal amongst Jews, the entire universe has a Shavisa, has a Shabbos, and our job is to go from the universal and make it into the personal as much as we can. And, Be'l Hashem, we should be Zochet. Through all the Shabbatos of the year to, to learn all the messages of Shabbos, the messages of every Parsha. Again, Baruch Hashem, we had the exclusive of Bracious And, Baruch Hashem, we had a Hashchala. And we should continue, Be'l Hashem, to be able to learn together for many more cycles and many more years. Okay, we'll stop here.